Welcome to Movie Maker. I'm Tim Malloy, and today our guest is Denis Villeneuve, director of Dune, which was just nominated for 10 Oscars, including Best Picture. He also directed Blade Runner 2049, Arrival, Sicario, and much more, but he got his start making a lot of documentaries, as he tells our guest interviewer, the wonderful Micah Kahn, in the interview that you're about to hear. One of my favorite parts of it is where Denis and Micah realized that they both saw Lawrence of Arabia all alone when everyone else was scared of the long running time. Lawrence of Arabia is one of Villeneuve's favorite films and obviously a huge influence on Dune. And Villeneuve also talks very interestingly about how certain shots in Dune connect to other shots. I really am excited to see Dune again when it returns to theaters. Also, I appreciate you listening to this episode wherever you're listening to it, but I hope you'll start listening to us on Repod, a new podcast app we're working with It's very fun and easy to use. It's a place to ask questions, suggest guests, interact with me and the pod, and even (coughs) criticize things. You can also get and give podcast recommendations, something I know we all love to do. And if you're like, podcast, what's a podcast? What am I doing here? And you'd rather watch things, uh, you can also watch this episode on our YouTube channel. All right, here's Micah Khan interviewing the great Denis Villeneuve, director of Dune. Congrats on your Oscar nominations. Are you excited? You. Yes, yes, yes. It was a beautiful yeah. talk. Yeah, yeah. I was not, frankly, uh, uh, if you had told me that uh, uh, a few months ago that we will be in the uh, Oscar race, that uh, we will have uh, that kind of recognition, I will have not believed you. I mean, it's like, it's like, it's really uh, uh, moving. Yeah. I'm so bummed to see that you were nominated for Best Director, though, you know. As a fan, <laughs> it's, uh, you're, you're. Thank you, but uh, you know, it's like uh, those things are. How can I say that? Uh, uh, if you are nominated, it's a beautiful thing. If you are not, uh, it, it's not. Um, uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't take things for granted. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, uh, and I was pleased, uh, deeply uh, pleased, but uh, with what we got. Yeah. Yeah. So, Denis, I got four questions for you today. I am um, a filmmaker myself. And a lot of my questions are going to be a lot about the craft. And I'm super curious about your process in making this film. So my first question for you is, what was the first step in creating the camera language for Dune? The, the thing is that uh, it all started with the very the, the, the starting point that I wanted the movie to be uh, uh, as visceral and intimate as possible. I want the movie to be visceral like uh, uh, when I read the book. At 13 years old, you know, I identify with Paul Atreides. There's a lot of characters in the book, but I, I really identify with the journey of that of that boy. And uh, so I, I decided that at first that, that the camera would be just above his shoulder, that the movie scene would be seen from his perspective, that, and that we will discover the world. And what we will learn about the, this world will always be seen mostly through his eyes. My goal was, uh, my, my dream was to be exclusively with him, but it was not possible for storytelling. Sometimes I have to go outside. But so the language uh, uh, was a, a immersive language, meaning that uh, the more we will uh, get out of his comfort zone, the more the camera will be free and will open and will uh, embrace the world according to his perspective. Then there was this idea that the world that it was discovering was too big. Uh, for him to grasp at at one glance. So I, uh, I always try to frame things in a way that uh, the camera is not, uh, 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 doesn't have the proper distance to embrace the whole reality. You have to pan, you have to 
to, to try to find out the, the because the objects are far way too big, the reality is far way too much powerful to be embraced at one glance. And uh, uh, I tried uh, to uh, create a language that is uh, uh, inspiring himself and, uh, from human faces and landscape to always be in relationship with the impact of the landscape on, on my character. And uh, because this movie at the end of the day is a journey of a boy that goes as the deeper he goes into the desert, the deeper he goes, the, the movie becomes introspective and he, 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 this new landscape and from that landscape, this new culture that he will meet will transform himself. So I really tried with the cinema to create that sensation of following a character that immerses himself and goes deeper and deeper into a landscape. So always being in contact with the re his reactions, intimacy, and massive scope. No real intermediates. Yeah, I noticed now wait, when, uh, when Paul first gets to Arrakis, you do that shot, oh, you do the shots of the crowd when they're yelling the, that he's the voice from the other world. And you do that from a distance too. So it's, it's not just like in the environment, it's from his, uh, his inner, this, this, this mythology storyline too, that they're trying to make him this messiah. Yes, and, uh, and it's, yeah, it's, it's important because uh, it's uh, something that uh, needs to be seen from his point of view because he's reluctant. He doesn't agree with this idea. He's, it's for him, it's something that's an idea that has been, it's a colonizer idea. Mm. He doesn't want to embrace that. He's, he doesn't believe in that. And I, I wanted him to feel the strangeness of that situation where he doesn't know, he's unsure himself of what is happening and his mother will explain them later and when they are got in more an intimate environment and, uh, and he will be uh, uh, not shocked, but like uh, uh, it will be abrasive to this idea, definitely. Yeah, you do the same thing with um, like any kind of Benny Gesserit idea. I remember there's a, there's a shot that I really loved. It's such a small thing too. When, when they're having breakfast in the morning and she asked him to use the voice, you do this shot where you kind of go outside and like a little bit more medium. And then when he actually uses the voice, you go into the close-up because it's like it, it, that feeling of like the Benny Gesserit way is kind of uncomfortable for him too. I really like those little touches. The, the, the book is a very internal book. It's a book mm -hmm. that is constructed with uh, the, the you, you are following, you have access to the thoughts of the characters. And the idea here was to try to translate uh, uh, this, uh, this, this uh, approach without having to hear their inner process. It's what I was really trying to, with the actors acting, if I can say, <laughs> was trying to, to make sure that the audience will understand how each character goes into, uh, and, and, and feel their strategies and their paranoia in each scene. Yeah, that's a good transition to my next question is, is there a major difference in directing actors in something like this epic genre style movie uh, versus like a more grounded movie like Prisoners or uh, even Arrival, you know, is a little bit more like on earth. Like, how do you get your actors to be where you need them to be? Frankly, I will say is the same thing. The difference is, is pre-production where you have to construct something around them. You have to, to build something around them. You have to create a world. But once we are, I'm on set, it's technically the same process because at the end of the day, what would be interesting is the, the, the way as human beings, we react to, to events or, or, or go to evolve as human beings. So it's, it's, they are human, so it's the same. 
the, the, the challenge will be to make sure that in all the madness of that uh, world building, there's a bubble of eye concentration around the camera and that uh, that bubble is respected and protected. And that, uh, so the big difference between an indie movie and a, a big, big Hollywood movie is the time it takes from your car to the camera. <laughs> when you're an indie movie, it's like a few meters, but when, when you are like a Hollywood movie, you have to cross, uh, you have to focus because you're gonna cross many, 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 many people and many, many, but once you are uh, uh, around the camera, it's the same. Yeah. How do you feel your style has changed since let's say like Prisoners to Arrival to Blade Runner and like Dune? Is there anything that you've learned from each of those projects that you've brought into the next? Definitely. I mean, it's like each movie is a learning experience and that's a beauty. You learn as an artist, as a filmmaker, you learn as a human being as well. You, you, you are, a, the bigger the challenges, bigger are the, 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 you, the movie is like a wild horse that tries to push it push you out of his back and, and, and you will learn things about your ego, about yourself, about your skills, about the, and, and you will be pushed to your limits in order to be able to control the horse. I mean, it's like uh, the, 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 I'm riding horses that are more and more powerful. So it's like, yeah, I'm learning tons of things, tons of, in each project. And that's the thing that is the day that I will stop learning, maybe I will stop making movies. I, it's like, mm -hmm. that's the joy is that I always feel that there's space for improvement. And, and, and that's the truth. Yeah, from your last movie, uh, Blade Runner, it, what was the what was the difference? You say it, you would think um, the biggest difference between the camera language between that and Dune. I think that uh, uh, the big difference is that uh, with Roger, uh, we went back to uh, a language that uh, was familiar to us in a way that it was more monolithic and and and, and simple. Um, uh, uh, more pure language, probably. Uh, with uh, uh, June, June I, there's like a, the idea that the language will evolve as the, the movie moves forward. I mean, it's like a, there, there, this is the idea that the, the movie start like when the world is stable and, and that the, the things are for Paul, are all, are, are all grounded, the language is very grounded, very traditional, and the more the movie evolves, the more Paul is in contact with, uh, uh, with uh, that call for the freedom from the desert, the more the camera becomes an held, and the more the movie becomes free, and there's like the language, uh, in a way, become more deconstructed in the, in the, as, as uh, uh, the movie evolves. So uh, that's the big difference, I think. Yeah. Um... You make such like you make some really great choices in your shots that I feel that really amplify like the cinematic storytelling of the movie. Like, uh, for example, when like Paul is facing the Gam Jabbar, right? Uh, you juxtapose him with like Lady Jessica, and they're almost in like the very same frame. Mm -hmm. And as Jessica is like dealing with her fear, like and 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 working through it the same way that Paul is working through it, you frame them almost exactly the same. And I was wondering um, how much is that is something that you've pre-planned by yourself or collaborated with your DP and editor, or is that something you just find on set? No, it's something that I plan uh, uh, along with my storyboard artist when I, I, I come with a, I like for scenes like that specifically, it's something that was uh, uh, storyboarded because it's like in the screenplay, by the way, it was in the screenplay as well. 
uh, I have to to say it is important. It, it's like uh, it it has been written that way. The idea mm -hmm. that, uh, that we will feel the education, Paul's education, and we will feel the link with the mother and the and 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 the. the I, I wanted to juxtapose the inner turmoil of Lady Jessica having to deal with the pressure of being in a district but at the same time having all the humanity of a mother and having that clash be seen on screen as Paul has experienced that pain and, and, and to by doing so creating that link that we feel that Paul has been through all this education himself and, and uh, the bond between them and it's something that uh, I uh, uh, we wrote the scene this way and then I storyboarded the scene this way and we shot it this way. Mm. I noticed also there's a lot of uh, juxtaposition between the shots in um, Caledon and, and Arrakis too, where you kind of, I, I love the way you, um, like the very first image of Paul where it's like raining and you kind of feel like there's like the shot of like rain kind of like going over mm -hmm. him and like the big importance of moisture and mm. water in this movie is like is something that I think was done so well and I was wondering like how much of that like how much of like how much like how like I know the book is like a really like big like every chance it gets is like we need water you know like or sacrificing your water but I was wondering like you know the way you introduce there's a shot in Caledon where the very first sound you hear is like um is Zendaya's character saying that my planet is most beautiful when the sun is low. And right before they leave for Caledon, you do a very similar shot where Caledon, we see the sun very low and he's putting his hand in the water. And I remember that. And I was, I was wondering, like, do you plan those kinds of juxtapositions too? Like, or do you just kind of yeah. like play around with the actors? No, no, no. It's, it's, uh, there's something that uh, uh, when you do them uh, like that, in the, as you write the screenplay, there's like, uh, you are trying to create a, uh, uh, a melody you're trying to create a, a, a inner currents that uh, uh, will be meaningful or at least will have an impact on the audience mind or in its the, the audience perception in order to you have what the movie's saying at the surface and you're trying to build layers that uh, people will perceive not necessarily intellectually but will uh, subliminal uh, feel it yeah essentially yeah. on on one yeah, level yeah, yeah. And, and and they are like a, um I'm trying as much as possible to, to plan these things in advance. And uh, so they have the proper um, uh, power. I mean, it's like, uh, uh, like the idea of uh, having uh, uh, the presence of water in almost every shot in one way or the other. It's, it's like rain, the shadows of raindrop on an actor's face or having moistures in the air or clouds or, or the ocean, of course. Or say, there's something that it's, there was a. It, it, it came from a re visual research and, and and thinking about how can we, uh, uh, in a subliminal way and trying in a more elegant poetical way, how to bring uh, a clash uh, between the, uh, uh, the ecosystem of both planets. Ecosystem, the biology is at the heart of of of, of the book, and I wanted to make sure that we will be as close to the spirit as possible. Yeah, and you did you you fucking killed it, man. I loved it. Uh, <laughs> so my last question to you, man. Yeah, I, I I'm obsessed. I'm a big Lawrence of Arabia fan, and it's, I haven't been like this excited about a move like like a desert movie, I guess. <laughs> but like, it, it really made me feel like I was watching Lawrence Arabia for the first time again. 
Wow, um, that's so that was because yeah. it's, one of, it's one of my favorite movies. Yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. I, on my birthday one year, I asked all my friends to come see it with me. I had a movie theater put it up. Nobody showed up but me because <laughs> it was oh, a four-hour yeah. version. <laughs> yeah, I, I had the similar experience when I, I was, I don't know how old you are, but I, I think I was about 19 years old or 18 years old, and I, I, I show up to the a projection of Lawrence Arabia, a new 70 millimeter print in Montreal. And I was alone in the theater. I was alone. And, yeah. and I remember I was a film student at that time, at the beginning, and, and it changed my life. I mean, it's yeah, like, yeah. I was yeah. like, it, it's a master class into filmmaking. And yeah, it's one of my, by far, one of my favorite movies. Yeah, I just, I, people who complain about the length really make me angry because it's like, by the time you're done with that movie, you feel like Lawrence does. Like, you're just like, I don't want to be in the desert anymore. Like, <laughs> like, I'm tired. Like that last shot of him leaving, I've always loved. I just I love that shot of him leaving. Well, thank you so much. Um, I, have, I have one question if we have time, um, is what advice do you have to filmmakers out there who are trying to, get to this level of filmmaking like do you have is there anything you learned through your filmmaking that you would give um you know any movie maker out there like you should try this but honestly something that really uh helped me tremendously when i was a young filmmaker i was out of film school and i had a chance at the time to uh, uh do i was hired to do several small documentaries five minutes documentaries done with a single camera um, alone around the world. So I spent a year shooting tiny documentaries. And uh, uh, that changed my life. That the idea to be alone with a camera, trying to embrace reality in a way that would be cinematic, to develop uh, intimate relationship with the camera, uh, meaning that uh, it becomes an, ex an extension of yourself and that uh, you you are like trying to figure out when something happened uh, when the cow is walking in the field and it will happen one time and the sun is going down and where do i put my camera so it means something so it becomes a, a cinematic image that has a, a meaning and that means something else than just a cow walking on the field at the end of the day it, and 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 that uh, to create poetry so it's it's like that uh, i will encourage if you are a young filmmaker even with your iphone but to go out and be in contact with life and shoot life because that's the strong shit happening there. <laughs> that's it. That was Denis Villeneuve speaking with our special guest interviewer, Micah Khan. Huge thanks to Denis Villeneuve. Huge thanks to Micah. You know, I saw Dune, I guess the last way you're supposed to see it. I watched it on a fairly small screen on HBO Max over three nights. I'm pausing quite a bit, and I was still completely blown away by it. I thought it was an incredible film, and I imagine that seeing it in a theater, especially maybe an IMAX theater, will just be a stupendous experience, and I can't wait to go have that experience. Um, wonderful movie. Congratulations on all the Oscar nominations. Very well deserved. If you've enjoyed this, please feel free to like and subscribe, or better yet, just tell a friend, or hey, go to Repod. Talk about it on Repod ask us questions. Say, why didn't you ask Denis Villeneuve about this? Uh, why don't you get this person on the podcast and ask them about that? Whatever you want to say. Uh, we'd love your feedback. You are a huge part of making this podcast work and Repod is the best way that we can interact. Thank you so much for listening. See you next time on Movie Maker.